0: The way that song started, I thought it was going to be "Cage the Elephant." Let's go, take it.
1: Ain't no rest for the wicked.
0: Uh, yes, that's what I was thinking.
1: This is a little bit of a L- little different from world. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, you guys want uh, you want to dive right into the top five stories of the day, or do you want a quick little weather update?
1: I would prefer a quick little weather update.
0: All right, so here's the latest that we have. Um the the lightning has moved through about. 35 minutes ago, about an hour ago, any cell passing through now, Josh, will have a low lightning risk, which is still so weird to me that we're talking about lightning and sleet. I felt like I'd seen this before at some point. Maybe I have and I forgot about it, but oh boy.
1: Lightning sleet in February. Who would have thunk it?
0: I know, right? What are we doing around here? It is currently in the Norman metro area, 20 degrees outside, but- uh, it feels like eight. Tulsa, you're getting some of that, or you just got, I guess, some of that thunder sleet, so be careful. The, the problem isn't like with a massive accumulation. The problem is it's not going away because it's so cold. So it's going to stay cold. We'll warm up to about 21 this afternoon. Ooh, I might break out the T-shirt for 21 degrees. <laughs> and the concern over precipitation kind of starts kicking back up tomorrow evening. So we'll see. So uh, we
1: don't think uh we don't think sleet, snow,
0: nasty stuff today. Ice there it's going to be intermittent. We're we're going to stick around a 15% chance most of the day.
1: Okay. But then tomorrow night they think tomorrow night
0: is where it's really going to get nasty. In fact, you know, we're sitting here talking about uh TJ and I we're sitting there talking about like schools on Thursday.
1: Yeah, it'd be really cool to broadcast This week after hours. I don't see
0: how we're going to have school on Thursday either. And we're supposed to do a coach's show that night. I hear rumblings, softball fans. I hear rumblings that Thursday night from Rudy's might be a pretty softball-intensive huddle. I hear rumors. I've not confirmed anything yet, but I hear rumors. I also hear rumors of free basketball tonight. So, what do you say we get after it? The third hour of the Plank Show, the power hour, if you will, is always brought to you by Moppin Roofing. Moppin Roofing of course is uh if I can speak, locally owned and operated and fully insured, licensed and bonded, serving Oklahoma for over 35 years. 405-703-3843. Let's go with the top 5 stories of the day. It's time
2: for the top 5 stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play.
0: Let's go, man. I-44 off exit 107. 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas hold'em, and pac online at newcastlecasino.com. All right, let's get after it. Big story number five. Number five. Oh. I got a lot of NFL notes, all right? So let's just kind of start going down the list and checking them off. Derek Carr is a pro bowler. The, uh, with Patrick Mahomes going to the Super Bowl, Justin Herbert had surgery. I think there was another injury involved in there, too. Uh, Derek Carr becomes a four-time pro bowler. But here are your Pro Bowl quarterbacks. They are Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr, and T- Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley did not have a Pro Bowl season. I mean, come on. But neither did Derek Carr, and I love him to death. I guess H- Huntley is a pro bowler. Tyler Huntley is a pro huh. bowler. Ravens fan. We agree. This is kind of like a people think that he did what Lamar Jackson did early in the season. Is that part of this? <laughs> it's like, oh, he started all season long, right? Tyler Huntley is great. Um, they saw such so a Last game that he'll play in Vegas as, as a member of the Raiders, right? Unless everything falls apart and, and Vegas can't deal him or they don't cut him. But I think pretty much that train's done left the station. Meanwhile, um, everything around the Denver coaching search seems to be quite problematic right now, uh, according to sources. They have been told no by Demeco Ryan's, and uh, Demeco Ryan's looks like he's on the verge of becoming the head football coach of the Houston Texans. Interesting. Fair. I think he's going to be good, but I worry about that roster a little bit, <laughs> a lot of bit. But you're also in the AFC South, so you know maybe you can bounce back fairly quickly but what do you make now of Denver reportedly circling back to Jim Harbaugh and maybe even Sean Payton in that as well
1: I think that uh you got to make a godfather offer to somebody right
0: right you've got it it kind of reminds me of their pursuit of Aaron Rodgers it comes up short so they give up a lot to go get Russell Wilson now at the time we thought it would work out a little bit better but
1: and if you get a Sean Payton or a Harbaugh, maybe it's savable, fixable.
0: Very true. Are, I mean,
1: I, I'm not totally punting on the idea that Russell Wilson can be successful in Denver. Right. Though obviously this past season has has raised some very serious questions about whether or not he's got much left of anything in the tank. Though, you know, you get one of those two guys involved, all of a sudden, who knows?
0: A lot of you had opinions on Brock Purdy. He talked about, after the game, his arm injury and how it felt. Here's what the 49ers quarterback said on that right arm injury. You know, My arm just felt like it stretched out. Um, just felt like really a lot of just shocks all over, from my elbow down to my wrist, front and back. Um, just pain, really, all over. So, according to a report yesterday, a complete tear of the UCL, and is throwing elbow and will undergo surgery. He is getting a second opinion, but initial hope is he can undergo a repair, not a reconstruction, and will be ready for training camp, though we'll see. So now you wonder who's starting quarterback in San Fran next year. Do you live with Purdy? Trey Lance is coming off a ruptured Achilles. Do they get in the game of one of these free agent quarterbacks? You know, Tom Brady was always the guy that said he wanted to play for San Francisco. I don't know, but it's a go- mess.
1: They're definitely going to be in the mix for one one of those names, right?
0: I don't think they can bring back Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Probably not.
0: I think that you've kinda you've done that. We've done that enough, but we'll see. So big story five, a lot of NFL news, and trust me, that news is just getting started. All right, big story number four. Number four. Oh. Oklahoma City falls last night to Golden State in a big-time performance from one Steph Curry. And by the way, I I will add this. It is kind of cool to see some juice back inside Paycom. I never really thought it lacked it. I thought even when they were bad, they saw good crowds. They just were losing games. But um, here was a little bit of one of the Splash Brothers last night. Here comes Draymond in the front court.
3: What a play by Draymond there. Right side, Curry lets it fly. Three ball good on the sideline. How many times have the good folks of Oklahoma City seen number 30 dash their hopes with a big-time three? All right, that dude just made
0: the list. I don't know who he is. Golden State play-by-play guy, you made the list.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're on the list.
0: You're on the list. And uh,
1: But also, I no lies detected.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You, you aren't wrong, unfortunately. 128 to 120 was your final. Uh, the Warriors won the game. I wonder what the
1: final score was. <laughs>
0: what? Who's cutting these? Dude, I would tell you something. We, I pay for this service, okay? I pay for this Fox Sports Radio really? service. Really? Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's it's the worst. What are these people doing? And why can I not log into it ever? Is it not letting you log into it still? I,
1: I can never figure it out. I've been trying to Well, you like...
0: use a MacBook too, don't you? Yeah. I had to go a different route. And route, route. well, let me go to the FTP site. I'll show you. I'll get you there. Um, So, the Thunder lose, but I don't think we're quite caught up in looking at standings quite yet, are we? Are we? Uh, They'll get back on track tomorrow night at 7 o'clock against the Houston uh, Rockets, who are terrible. But there was a bigger story last night from the OKC loss to Golden State, and that's a big story number three. Number three. So, for those that aren't familiar with what happened this weekend, when Taylor Robertson became the all-time leader in three-pointers made in a collegiate career now that will will go against what this reporter tells you the record that she broke but it was pretty cool because last night she got to meet Steph Curry and then the people on NBC Sports asked Steph about it afterwards you
2: made somebody's day Taylor Robertson okay she's the women's player who set the NCAA record for most threes made in a season that's in the women's division one game why did you want to meet her When I heard about her story, um, obviously, you know, a sharpshooter who uh, has done some amazing things in her college career to, you know, break that record and she's done it. Same thing I try to pride myself on that volume and efficiency. Um, I think she's shooting like 44% from three in her career. so. Timing was crazy. She just broke the record this week. We come to Oklahoma City. It was amazing to, to, to have her come to the game get to meet her. Uh, I know she's looked up to me um, you know, from the time she started hooping. So pretty special. Uh, glad we could play well, get the win. I don't know if she's a Thunder fan or not, but uh, tonight she's got to be for Dub Nation. So it was really cool to meet her.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> Kudos. There is, for those that are wondering how it got set up, there is a guy that works within the Warriors – like media relations department or maybe it's their marketing department who's an OU guy and so they had kind of, and Steph's a fan of Taylor Robertson so they kind of started laying the groundwork hey Steph she's getting close to breaking the all-time career record for three pointers made plus I don't think she's wrong I think she does have the single season record but still the all-time record is a record that was broken
1: Steph did a good job in his
0: response to yeah that. Correct the
1: reporter, like,
0: but it was really cool. He signed his jersey and gave it to her afterwards. T Rob is is kind of quiet anyway. Like she's quiet and reserved, but to to see the way that he embraced her, gave her a big hug, had him set her up for a for a three ball. I mean, that's just that's just really cool. I thoroughly enjoyed all of that. So th- there we go. T-Rob gets her night last night. And tonight, the women's basketball team needs your help. We have free admission. That's right. The weather is is a little nasty outside. It's going to be warm inside the LNC. The women's basketball team, free. They're calling it Fan Appreciation Night. But uh, it's a 6 o'clock tip. Season ticket holders and other fans who purchase tickets will have first right to occupy their seat locations. And... For those without, without tickets, all seats not occupied by season ticket holders or by fans who purchase tickets will be available on a first-come, first-served basis. Dude, let's go sit courtside. Let's just go there and sit courtside tonight. I mean, I don't think I have my wife sick, so I got to get the kids out of the house anyway. Let's just go there and sit courtside. Is there rules against that, by the way, Josie? I don't want to get in trouble. But just those plush little seats along the sidelines will sit there. That'd Hang be out. cool. It, it, if if are not going, occupied, if you're going, let me know. I will. I'll text you. It's, it's so the big issue is whether or not I can get out of my neighborhood. Today was a pretty lucky break. I'm not gonna lie. Those wheels started spinning when I got to the top of the hill, but we powered through. Um, but tonight, six o'clock. O U T C U T C U. Not very good. But in the same vein, Oklahoma struggled, lost their last two games. They need to win tonight, Oklahoma and TCU. Free admission at 6 o'clock. All right, big story number two. Number two. Uh, Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day. Big story number two. A couple of uh, big games in the Big 12, including what was a fantastic, fantastic game down the stretch between Texas and Baylor. Wasn't always the prettiest game, but – Tyrese Hunter,
3: still waiting for him to be that dude. 13 on the shot clock. A trapped Timmy Allen. Got to do something with it. Got rid of it out of the Hunter. Top of the arc for three. Good!
0: And then the star for the Longhorns all season long, Marcus Carr with the
3: dagger. 10 on the shot clock. 30 on the game clock. Marcus trying to drive on Cryer. Step back. 18-footer. Good! He's
0: really good. He is really good. Marcus Carr... Uh, impressive last night, as was Texas. They bounced back over their law lo- uh, after its loss to Tennessee with a 76-71 win over Baylor. Baylor, who didn't play all that well against Arkansas this weekend, found a way to win and now lose to Texas, their first loss uh, after winning six straight games, five straight in conference play. I really like Keontae George, but struggle for him last night. Just two of eight for me on the three point line. He finished with 17 points. Uncharacteristic uh, in the poor shooting for Baylor last night, just thirty-seven percent. And uh, they lost a game in which they only each team only turned it over nine times last night. So Texas beats Baylor, but Josh, no one's talking about that in Big Twelve play this morning. They're talking about how somehow, someway, Texas Tech rallied and beat Iowa State last night. At home, they were down 20-plus in the second half, and Iowa State blew it. They blew it! So that leads to a big night tonight in the Big 12, and obviously on Wednesday night as well with Bedlam. But Kansas State, Kansas tonight, for some reason, they're putting that bad boy on ESPN Plus. 8 o'clock tonight, you get West Virginia at TCU. Insert my regular, what are we doing? I mean, listen, I'm I completely and totally understand the idea of getting more people to the to want to purchase the app, but what happened to putting your best programming on TV? What happened to putting the best games in front of those who pay already for cable and these exorbitant fees? I mean, what are we doing? Putting Kansas State and Kansas 7 versus 8 on ESPN Plus? Come on, man. That's ridiculous.
1: Yep, trying to drive those memberships.
0: (sighs) Trying to drive them. Bedlam is on Wednesday night, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Knocked my coffee over. I was so excited to get to big story number one. That's stressful. Do you want to get through what we know, what we've learned, and what's on tap when it comes to the Big 12 schedule release? Let's do it, and let's do it live. We'll do it next right here on The Ref. So is this going to be the next week and a half is hearing about Brady to the 49ers. Is that what's Oh,
1: I think let's do this for a while.
0: I <laughs> there's a part of me that's a little disappointed as we welcome you back into the Plank show that the schedule release is today. It's like, "Oh, man, we can drag this bad boy out a little bit longer, right?" Right? Um the one here's what we know, okay, from what's been leaked or reported out there. Number one, we know that TCU apparently had a schedule leak from their official website that had Oklahoma playing against the Horned Frogs in Norman on Black Friday. We also know that Brandon Marcello tweeted that UCF will play in Norman Instead of the Sooners going there. So, I mean, again, with with 14 teams, there's going to be four teams OU doesn't play in the Big 12 this year. And there's a pretty good chance three of them are, I don't want to say rivals, but teams that Oklahoma has – Maybe had some memorable games against regular acquaintances, right? Oh my gosh, I just spilled my coffee for the second time in here. Are you
1: okay? Do you need me to get you a paper? No, I've got a
0: lid on it because I'm getting a little bit older, so it's just a little sprinkle here or there. But I'm—did I make you nervous? I don't know what just happened. (laughs) It's like literally, I went to grab the damn thing and I about punted it across the room. Have you ever done that? You pick something up, you bobble, the next thing you know, it's like it's over. But again, I got a lid. Got a lid. We're good to go. Um, what were we talking about? Schedule release. One o'clock today. Four teams on the schedule that Oklahoma will not play. And oh, thanks, Dasher, at OU Photo Guy, who I'm pretty sure. Yeah, don't don't reveal his identity on the air. Oh, we can't. No. Uh oh, are we in trouble? Yeah, I just did. Keep it private. Did he, did he get in trouble for a tweet, or did it? <laughs> no, I,
1: oh. you definitely can reveal it. It's okay. just, he's kind of got an alter ego right I here st- for us.
0: I still feel, at OU Photo Guy, whenever, and thank you, Mark, that was awesome. Whenever you would say that to one of our former, former coworkers, I don't think you knew who you were talking about.
1: <laughs> at OU Photo Guy. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, the, the the question now becomes, does in any way the Big 12, or have they tried to kind of stick it to Texas and Oklahoma, and your constant question and, and comment on that has been, well, how would they do that? You know, w- what could they do that would hose them? And I guess one would be send them somewhere they already went last year, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case for now. The key word there and answer there is for now. But we'll we'll, we'll wait and see when it comes out at 1 o'clock. I, I told you guys in all seriousness that you know, the the Tattoo Baker schedule that was out there is pretty much what I've heard um, outside of one, which is I don't have them playing at Houston. I have them playing at Cincinnati. Now, who, who knows? Maybe it becomes a situation where, as that process played out, Josh, Texas was just adamant. And they're like, we're not going to Houston. We're not going to go down there and play a football game. We're not doing our – where would Houston be from Austin? Over there or down there, whatever, to play them. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Um, and maybe Oklahoma said we'll do it. I don't know. But I'd always heard that Oklahoma would go to BYU and, and would go to Cincinnati. The unfortunate thing is that trip to BYU looks like it might be a little bit later in the season. Which I'd, I'd like to get out there early. A little bit warmer. Not as, not as cold as it can be, say, in Utah in the winter. The uh, other
1: thing I think we can take from all of this, right? Right. Right. Oklahoma and Texas are playing in the Big 12 next season.
0: Yeah, right, exactly.
1: And well, I don't even know that we mentioned that yet this morning. There you go. But, you know, any of the speculation that, well, the longer this thing goes on. I was may- guilty of that. Yeah, maybe. I was yeah. guilty
0: of that. You know I was.
1: They're playing in this league next season, and then uh, probably that's it. And there's a good chance that TCU's the final Big 12 game.
0: I uh, I had started to hear buzz that we might learn more about that this week about 24 in Oklahoma and and more than just one or two people. Some finality to yeah. an exit and the
1: fee and negotiations, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Like the releasing and revealing of the schedule was just the first step. In the schedule that's out there, though, for TCU, the one team who had their schedule leaked, what a wild run down the stretch that you're defending Big 12 champs, regular season champs have. Because – um, if you just look, let's see, let's start final week in October. They go to Kansas State. They go to Lubbock. They get Texas at home. They get Baylor at home, and they go to Oklahoma. No Oklahoma State on TCU's schedule, according to what's been released. And do they end up – no, they didn't put the Colorado game in week zero, nor did they put it on a Friday, which is their opening weekend. How about that? And – a weird thing in TCU schedule that had been released. They play their first two non-conference games. Then they go on the road to play Houston for a Big Twelve game, and then they're back home for their SMU final non-conference game. That's the schedule that's out there. That's the TCU schedule, if indeed that leak was confirmed. And we should are uh, legit, and we should say that that leak came from their official official website. website right? Yeah, it
1: wasn't. Uh- just some random person on the internet put this together it was from tcu's athletic site
0: yeah exactly
1: so probably it's official
0: yep exactly you would have to feel you would have to feel pretty uh pretty good about it being as legit as possible right and
1: especially when you've got a complimentary report to it from brandon marcello that says ucf is coming to norman right there's some folks that they they know what the schedules look like.
0: <laughs> Patrick writes, Bedlam and Norman two years in a row is going to kill the Aggies. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But it would be fascinating if it did. It'd be pretty exciting. I've, you know, Teddy seems to be pretty adamant that Oklahoma State has put it out there. They didn't want to play Bedlam this year. And that had been kind of one of their fights that they had had schedule-wise, is that they didn't necessarily want to play OSU one final time. Now, I don't know if that's... They didn't want to play OU one final time. Wait, I'm time. sorry. Thank you, thank you. They didn't want to play OU one final time. Now, again, Teddy has his people, and his people might beat Teddy Lehman. Um, but you would think that the Big 12 would be in the business of, more than anything else, trying to keep Oklahoma State happy. Not that Oklahoma State's going anywhere, but just they're sticking around. We'll see. That would be funny. is out. We got Bedlam back in Norman again in 2023. I, for some reason, have been stuck in this mindset that we went to Stillwater this year. I don't know why.
1: Right, and we definitely
0: didn't. We did not. Trust me. I had a good time at that game. They, uh,
1: there would be riots if Oklahoma State had to come to Norman again. There's zero chance that's happening.
0: None. Right. What's well, zero? It would be hilarious. Um, maybe this is for the six two zero. Uh, curious. Did Lebby state he turned down the Bama job, or is this based on anonymous sources? Ooh, very good. Uh, no six two zero. I know no one will credit me for anything, but Jeff Lebby was indeed offered the Alabama job and said no. So you can you can take that for what it's worth. Okay, and that's coming from Chris Plank. That's coming from Chris Plank. Okay, and I would also add to it that Jeff. None of these coordinators are ever going to say anything. Like, do you think – have you – I've never heard the most cocky, arrogant coordinator come out and say anything along the lines of, well, I was offered that job and said no, at least publicly. No, that doesn't happen. So when you're like, well, did he say it or is this anonymous Sorry, I don't know if that's how your voice sounds, sir, but the tone of that I, I took that way. Beyond
1: just the, hey, it's great for continuity – You'd love to have Levy, Levy back to work with Dylan Gabriel again and look at these weapons and toys that this Oklahoma offense sure. has and what they've done in the transfer portal. And, oh, by the way, uh, he's a center central figure for why Jackson Arnold signed with Oklahoma. Beyond all of those many, many factors that I just laid out mm-hmm. right there, yep. what does it say for Oklahoma that they were able to, able to sure. keep him?
0: Okay. Can I add one more to it? Oklahoma wasn't the only... or Excuse me. Alabama wasn't the only school. Okay. So, and they might not be the last. So,
1: to this moment, they've held off challengers and kept Jeff Levy. I know that it's the alma
0: mater, but what does it say? It says two things to me. Number one, Jeff Levy really believes in the direction of this program. Because... As we have, here's how much time do we have here? I know we don't have much, and I got to be mobile. You could tease, and we can, can come can back we, and give it a full run if you'd like. I've got a very humoristic take, but I think it's right. I have a very humoristic take that I fully and believe in one hundred percent, and it involves a commitment to a program and a coach's vision, and I think you're seeing in other places. That commitment is shook. It shook. I'll tell you about it next.
2: This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. Yo, that's crazy. From Norman to Lawton, Clinton, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and beyond.
0: Oh, that's a lot of potatoes. And when you're away,
2: never miss a second with a K Ref app
0: is for anywhere and anytime at all. Search
2: KREF in the App Store on your favorite device. All the sooner coverage you want when you need it with the KREF app. The REF Sports Radio Network.
1: In your heart, in the start of every night and every day.
0: The best place to play in 2023 is right here at Riverwind. Just
1: with over 2,800 of your favorite games.
3: You're simply the best. And with the best rewards program in OKC.
2: It's easy to see why Riverwind is the Metro's best casino experience. Sooner Nation, don't miss your chance to catch double the sports action with this exclusive basketball ticket offer. For a limited time, you can purchase four tickets for $40 to the Sooner Men's Basketball Game versus TCU on March 4th. With your ticket purchase, you'll also receive same-day access to the Sooner Men's Gymnastics Meet versus Michigan. To purchase this special offer, visit Soonersports.com hoops or call the OU Athletics Ticket Office at 405-325-2424. Sports radio icon, Mike Steely. You know, you
3: may not think he's smart, but he
2: is. And 247 Sports, Parker Thune.
1: This dude is just drama of the highest degree.
2: Get you through the midday with the Steelman and Thune at noon.
3: You people really need to get outside and get a life.
2: Mike Steely and Parker Thune. The Steelman and Thune at noon. Weekday afternoons from noon to two on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
0: Two, two quick NFL notes, and I want to make this point. You tell me if I'm being overly homeristic or if you buy it. Okay. And if I'm being overly homeristic, I'll own it. Number one, uh, Willie Gay, according to Jeremy Fow- uh, Fowler this morning, the linebacker for the Chiefs, uh, shoulder injury, early reports encouraging. That's uh, They're feeling optimistic about his ability to go Against the Eagles yeah, that's, in the Super Bowl, that's
1: huge, huge for Kansas City defensively. He might be playing their best defensive player. Well, Chris Jones, but I mean, he's a he's
0: an integral integral piece in what they're doing. His speed, big fan, a big fan of Gay. I really wanted the Raiders to get him out of the draft. <laughs> I loved him, Mississippi State guy, very impressive linebacker. I should
1: say he's one of my favorite Kansas City defense. I like, him too. Defensive I like him too.
0: I like to kid out of Missouri too, Bolton. He's ridiculous and works so well, and you're stinkingly. Awesome defense, stupid Chiefs. Um, the other thing that is uh, breaking is that we don't know if Vic Fangio is taking this Miami job. <laughs> so all the reports this week, Vic Fangio will be the next defensive coordinator with the Miami Dolphins, but he's monitoring what's going on with Mecca Ryans and the Houston Texans. He couldn't end up at San Francisco next year. <laughs> so happy – I think Pop's birthday is coming up, the most diehard Niner fan I know. Happy birthday, Pop. Looks like Vic Fangio is coming back to run your defense. My gosh, the rich get richer. Smart man to wait for, right. for that post. Right, exactly. And, and I think that he's got it. He worked with McDaniel in San Francisco. I don't think he had said, yes, I'm going there. I think a couple people jumped the gun. But I think inevitably he could end up back at San Francisco. Okay. So we had brought up the report today that Ryan Grubb had turned down Washington. And I brought up. Our, I turned down Alabama. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Went back to Washington, turned down Alabama. Thank you. And I brought up how, you know, Levy had an offer. From Alabama, and he's still here. So, uh, here's what it says to me. Because so it is, what does it mean? What does it say? A couple of you guys chimed in, like Chapstick. Chapstick writes, here's what it says. Levy is ready to go to the SEC with OU and beat the crap out of SEC teams with BV. He'll get a top 20 coaching job soon enough without taking a different OC job. There's another one from the 918. Levy leaving for Bama is truly a lateral move. Others scoff at this statement, but it truly is. You can get any head coaching job performing well at OU as you would performing well at Bama. Agreed. Okay. Here's here's what it says to me that he believes in what's happening here and that he knows more than anything else that it is truly a collaborative effort because look what happened in year 1 over Mario Cristobal, uh, under Mario Cristobal. Right? They've already f- essentially fired both their offensive coordinators. Now, Granted, Levy had a much more successful year than Josh Gaddis and the dude that went to Appalachian State. But to me, it shows that, hey, this is this is a staff that's pretty tight. And they're not going to knee-jerk like you, some want them to. And I think that's good when you're building. They truly believe. um, They truly believe in what they're doing. They truly believe in what's happening. They truly believe that they're going to get it done. Now I'm, I'm not someone that's going to get in a fight about um, OU versus Bama or anything of that nature, but this whole idea that well if Nick Saban comes you called you just to go is is nonsense. I've all I, I'm not I've never had a dinner with Jeff Levy. I've never got to hang out with him. We're not breaking bread or drinking cold beers after games. I talk to him after games. Um, I, I do coaches shows with him. I get an opportunity to talk to him during breaks. Uh, and, and I feel like, I mean, we're not BFFs. We're not neighbors. But I feel like I've gotten to know him a little bit. And I think he just really likes being here. I do. I think he can handle the BS that you guys bring. We bring. All of us. And I think that his family enjoys it here. He's coaching with his best friend and Joe John Finley. I just... I think that there is – here's the homer part of it. I think there is an overall belief, Josh, in the direction that this is headed, and they don't feel the need to jump off at the very first opportunity and take a little more money to go somewhere and kind of start from scratch after having a year under your belt with an offense that you've now built in your image and what you want, and you're coaching with your best friend, Joe John Finley. Am I a complete and total homer? Probably. But in that same vein, it's it sounds crazy, but to some people, but Alabama isn't better in what he's wanting to accomplish and what he wants to do and where he feels like this place is at it. He's obviously
1: committed to what's going on here. That much is is obvious, right? I, I do think it's a I do think it's a statement about the respective programs that you don't just turn and run because you think Alabama is this massive step up, right? right, in terms of your own career, your own individual career advancement. And I also think, Plank, it could be a statement on the quarterback that you've signed.
0: I think that is a major statement, too.
1: He feels that he's got something really, really special right down the pipeline with Jackson Arnold.
0: And I think he sees something special in what he's allowed to to do, too. I think that, you know, he is someone that is allowed to run his offense without too much interference, without too much he's... And, and what is what did Brenton Venable say? He's like, run, run the plays at work. Run these. But I think he's able to be the head coach of the offense. And that pretty damn cool. Let me tell you something. I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm not going to sit here and pretend like anyone is beyond reproach I'm not but there's not going to be much more hate than Jeff Lebby could have taken after the TCU and Texas games and he embraced it and he walked right through it man and they went out and put up incredible numbers against Kansas And grind it away. The running back, whom some of you still grinch and moan about, had one of the top seasons in Oklahoma running history. Quarterback that had played at a group of five school, developed into, I think, a pretty good dude. Pretty good quarterback in Dylan Gabriel. And, oh, by the way, as Josh brought up, you're bringing in a power five guy. So, you're bringing in a five-star guy in Jackson-Arnold. That could be next. So there is, regardless of 6-7, and regardless of what Alabama is now, Jeff Lebby looked at Oklahoma, and even when other schools called, maybe Georgia, maybe TCU, he looked at it and said, it's a pretty damn good gig, and I'm getting paid a lot of money. My family likes it here. I'm with my guy. Let's go. A couple of quick texts on this. And then we'll get a because it's been talked about incessantly, right? I know that some of you are like, "Oh my gosh, here we go, offensive coordinator conversations again." Question was asked. Ryan Grubb said no. The you the Washington offensive coordinator. So I I think it's a worthy conversation. Well,
1: this. and I don't know that we've really broached that portion of it. It's it's sort of like, well, well, why would he leave? Right? We've we've broached that portion of it, but right. the reasons why he's staying, I think, are important to discuss.
0: Um. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of people acting like OU is a stepping stone for a sports job. We are a final destination. That's from Morning Wood, Sooner Fanatic. Sir, I love your name. I just don't know if we could say that on a regular basis without <laughs> yeah, me getting in trouble that, from my preacher that listens to this show.
1: That might be your,
0: your one uh,
1: name recognition. You got
0: it. You got your one in. Congratulations. I love it, but yeah. Um, it's. I don't think Oklahoma is a stepping stone job. And by the way, I think part of the reason, beyond just our belief in how great OU is as a school, as a football program, uh, and for me personally, Norman as a city, having lived here for seven years now, um, I, I also think there's something to be told about making two million dollars a year to be the offensive coordinator. Sure. I mean, you're gonna uproot everything when you're making two mil a season for maybe half a mil more. Probably not. All right, we got a break. When we come back, let's put a wrap on this. <laughs> oh, Josh, do do I have a hot and spicy rumor for you? Okay. What, what's one? Th- well, let's just get it out because I know there's some friends of mine. Let's see. I only get to listen at 45, and then you know you guys have that quick segment. Let's just let's get it out of here. All right, for for my guys that only get a little bit of time to listen. What time's the schedule release supposed to be? Supposed to be one o'clock. What's kind of been one of your thoughts? Supposed to be one o'clock? I think we're seeing that come to fruition a little bit. I think one o'clock might be a little bit of a subjective number right now. (laughs) I think it might be a little bit mobile as far as what time this thing potentially drops today. So what time are you saying? You think a little bit after that? I don't know.
1: Because the Big Twelve Conference tweeted out that it was going to be I
0: know! I know. And I also said that I was going to be home to take care of my sick wife at 11.45, but sometimes you just don't make that time. <laughs> um, I just have a sense that they're – I hope it It could all come together. It's still very early, but I just hear a few I's have not yet been dotted or T's haven't How been is crossed. that
1: possible? How do you put that tweet out with that being the case?
0: I mean, dude. You act like we haven't been in this league for the better part of the last twenty years. I
1: understand, but there's new management.
0: <laughs> so, something worth keeping an eye on. We'll break. We'll put a wrap on the show, next. Hey,
3: can you can we go through tomorrow, Josh? When when we have a if if right, and I'm sure we will if we have a schedule by tomorrow. Should we uh, should we have our favorite schedule rumors that we heard throughout this process? that <laughs> oh. either – enabled or ended up being true or false. Can we do that for a segment
1: tomorrow? 1,000%. I think we've got to do that. <laughs>
3: right, Because, and I think, okay, so you had brought up the one rumor that I think started, because if we're going to be like the NCAA is now, Josh, I don't need verifiable proof that anything could, should, or would happen. I just needed to hear it, right? Right. I need circumstantial evidence. So if, if that's the way we're going, you had people that were theorizing that OU Texas might be moved to a different date, which would be just, I mean, criminal if that were to happen. I think what happened in that, though, somebody heard about the date of the Ironman that was being held in Waco, and they I think Toby and TJ uh, uncovered that. So that couldn't be a date that Oklahoma went down and played in Waco, even though based on some of the projections that have been out there, Oklahoma might not even play Baylor this year. I wonder if that's not how this got confused because I mean Oklahoma, Texas is like the center of the state fair. There's no way you can move that day. Right. right. No, it would
1: right? make it would make no sense.
3: None. All right. Wanna make sure I think the other one that will end up will end up being proven false is that Bedlam won't happen on the schedule this year. I think that's a possibility. But we shall see. I, uh, I. How about this? Here's another question. So, from talking with Joe Castiglione on Saturday on the XM show, I wonder, has, I mean, is literally he getting his first chance to see the schedule this morning? Like, is there a is there a conference call somewhere where the Joe Castigliones, the Cristel Conte, the Kirby Ho cuts of the world? I mean, could this be a moment where they're seeing the schedule and they're like. Wait, wait a minute this this doesn't work we can't do this why why are you doing this to us I mean this can't possibly like you cannot possibly have a schedule release that's coordinated around the exact same time that everyone's seeing it for the first time can you
1: no I don't think so I, I think that okay. I think he's seen it and i I would imagine everybody's seen their schedule and probably multiple iterations by this point just for the TCU athletics site planked to toss out a full yeah, schedule, exactly. and it so clearly was a mistake. But they had it. Everybody's seen their schedule at this point. I think. Okay,
3: I, I think you're right. And and to have everything fit in right the way that it was supposed to. In other words, there wasn't a trip that TCU wasn't supposed to make that they ended up making. Right? They weren't sent to a place twice or. Had a, a team coming to them twice or anything of that nature so there's no reason to believe that that something was off with that that was um a big time mistake against to you but again i mean who's to say that maybe there wasn't some assumptions that was made by by their graphics and marketing department too but i'm how about this i am happy that come tomorrow for those of you who are tired of our schedule talk for that to finally come to an end with one big show tomorrow. You know, the good news, though, <laughs> the good news
1: is the end of the schedule talk. You know what that means, Blank?
3: The start of record
1: talk. No, it's the start of TV talk. We can start oh. getting into when when will these <laughs> games be played. I know that's a popular topic for our listeners <laughs> out there. They love that, TV conversations.
3: Uh, a serious question, though. Do you think there'll be any – People, any folks upset Like when a Baylor or a trip to Waco isn't on there or a trip to Manhattan?
1: Yeah, probably, but I don't think – just judging by the general output so far, I don't think people are freaking out over any of that.
3: I don't either. I don't either. Hey, don't forget tonight, 6 o'clock, OU women take on PC It is a huge matchup for the Sooners to get back on track. PCU is not very good. Um, can probably guarantee that you're gonna to get the to celebrated dub. But what's important if you're in the the Norman OKC or even if you're thinking about making a trip with the turnpike, free admission. Six PM tip, free admission tonight because of the weather for OUTCU. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Connor and Parker coming up next right here on the route.